What's up, podcast world? Welcome to Thoughts on God, a podcast where we interview people about their personal beliefs in spirituality, philosophy, and consciousness. We feature people that exist outside of the spectrum of traditional religion and are curious about the variety of ideas about our existence. I am your host, Anthony Reese Schneider, coming to you from Los Angeles, California, USA. This podcast is recorded live at our weekly Sunday morning service called The Service, which is currently accessible on Zoom every Sunday at 11 a.m. PST on our website, www.neverlandtribe.com, nvrlndtribe.com. You can also find us on social media at Neverland Tribe, NVRLND Tribe. If you like what you hear, make sure you subscribe to this podcast for new weekly episodes. On today's episode, we're featuring Megan Alexandra, otherwise known as the Beauty Shaman. Megan is a holistic health practitioner, licensed esthetician, herbalist, aromatherapist, shaman, and spiritual healer. She is dedicated to helping people feel healthy and beautiful inside and out. Megan believes our bodies give us all the messages needed to heal ourselves, and she can show people how to listen to and understand those messages. Today, we are talking to uh, Megan Alexandra, a.k.a. The Beauty Shaman, a.k.a. Katana Wild Beauty, a.k.a. Coyote Mom, a.k.a. Mountain Woman. What else? <laughs> what else? That's good. Okay. Um, yeah, hey we're going to talk, we're going to talk to her about, um, God and life and we're going to get, we're going to get her perspective on these things. Um, Megan, why don't you just kind of start by telling me why you think you're here right now on the Zoom call? That's a very multifaceted question. <laughs> I am here because I'm here. <laughs> That's all I know. Um, yeah, I just feel really deeply called to be here. And so I'm here and I'm so grateful to be here right now. Okay. And what, uh, what types of things do you spend your time and energy on? Well, I spend a lot of time um, crafting my products. So I have my own product line of wild beauty and earth medicines and herbal remedies and um, ancient alchemical tonics and elixirs and all sorts of magic. So I do spend a very grand portion of my time crafting um, and working with the plantitas and merging my consciousness with the consciousness of plants and listening, listening to mama. Majority of my time listening to mama. Um, yeah, I spend most of my time in nature. I live in the middle of the woods um, in complete isolation with no other human being around me, um, 6,000 feet above sea level. So um, yeah, I, I need to be in a space like this so I can really listen and um, receive the messages that are coming through the earth um, so I can share, share the wisdom. Um, and I dance a lot. Uh, dance is my favorite medicine. So I move my body a lot. Um, I use my voice a lot. Um, do a lot of vocal activations, sing, drum, 
um, dance, meditate. I do a lot of breath work. I love to cook. Love, love, love to cook. I love to create super yummy treats um, and get creative in the kitchen. And yeah, and then I just spend most of my days connecting with, you know, community, um, most potently sisters, um, as I create different uh, women's circles and retreats and do a lot of, well, right now, um, Zoom calls and remote uh, shamanic womb healing sessions um, and circles and such. So I do spend my days creating a lot of um, content um, and work with, with the womb and working with women, um, but men too, who really want to deep dive into that womb healing um, because men have energetic wombs and came out of a womb so, yeah, my life is very woomy, <laughs> I would say. <laughs> a very woomy life. All right. Well, one of the first things that I wanted to talk about is um, your use of the word shaman. And I, I know that this can be a very divisive uh, subject. And so I'm curious, you know, what is your perspective on... Um, that, you know, people being able to claim that word. And I think, you know, most people would probably look at you and say, oh, that's a white girl. How is she a shaman? You know? So how, what, what, what was your journey to get to the point where you're like, actually, this is what I am? That's a really beautiful, powerful, potent, and also a very multifaceted question. <laughs> Thank you for asking. <laughs> um, yeah, there's multiple layers to that. So the first layer that I would probably express would be that, um, well, the term shaman is probably over 5,000 years old. Um, there's shamans that exist all over the globe, um, you know, in the Andes, in Siberia, all over the place. Um, and essentially, a shaman is a person who can travel to other dimensions and bring messages back to earth to share the wisdom, um, the earth medicine. And a shaman is also, you know, was a high priest or a priestess. Um, there goes my coyote barking. She's not howling right now. Um, <laughs> so a shaman was, you know, a high priest or a high priestess um, who is able to facilitate healing or cure, cure the ill, um, also known as like a, a witch doctor, if you will, um, in many different um, cultures around the world. Um, it was essentially the medicine man or the medicine woman in the tribe. Um, and so that's just kind of like one element to it. It's, it's someone who is, is a medicine man or a medicine woman. Um, and then another layer to that, I would say, would be that I did not necessarily seek the path, it sought me. Um, and the reason that I say that is because, I mean, first of all, all of us are spiritual. Every single person on this planet is spiritual. We are all spirit walking in human body. And there's no person that's more spiritual than anyone else. Um, and we all have our beautiful, unique expressions and gifts to offer the world. Um, we are also all, you know, clear channels to receive these cosmic downloads, if you will, and be able to execute them into this physical reality. Um, 
So, you know, by the time I was five years old and actually before that, because I do have some potent memories in the crib, but I would say like once my, you know, between five and seven, when my brain was a little bit more established, um, where I actually have some memories that I can actually remember, I was able to, you know, speak to spirits, see it was like a zoo in my room every day you know all of the animal guides coming through giving me their messages um and i used to walk through the grocery store with my dad um who raised me and i would just tell people all sorts of things messages for them that they needed to be able to heal themselves messages for, about their family about people who have died past lives etc cetera, etc cetera. so i would say that another element would just be an, a natural innate um ability gift you know wisdom that was uh just like super accessible to me um from a very young age and then another layer of that would be that i underwent um illness and disease in my body and actually particularly in my womb um at a young age um starting when i was 16 and spent my entire 20s in complete agony and pain um, and I almost lost all of my female organs by the time I was 24. So I would say that that really propelled me on a healing journey and a mission to not only heal myself, but, you know, I, I was already, you know, very much into, you know, meditation and yoga and ancient practices. Um, and, you know, I started all that when I was 11. Um, no one told me that no one taught me that I was just very drawn to it. Um, and so I went on this healing journey and really wanted to learn how to heal myself so that I did not have to lose my female organs because I knew that it was my destiny to be a mom in this life and not just give birth to like an actual physical human being, but be a mother to all living things. Like I had this maternal nature, um, running through my veins in my blood from the moment that I was born. And I knew that that was my mission, my destiny in this life. And so by having illness and disease in my own body and my own womb, um, I knew that that was almost like my rite of passage in a way. And then from there, I wanted, you know, I really believe and another a next layer would be that just like anything else, we need to study, we need to learn, we need to practice anything, anything at all. Um, you know, it's like you wouldn't go to a surgeon, you wouldn't have surgery by someone who wasn't a surgeon. I mean, I wouldn't at least, <laughs> um, thing for shamanism, you know, it's like you're performing energetic surgery. And so, although we all have our beautiful gifts and we're all healers and, you know, of course it's like, yeah, you don't need a piece of paper that gives you credentials. But simultaneously, I actually really, really value um, actually studying and learning um, how to actually work with energy. And so I actually went to school for shamanism for four years at the Four Winds Society. It's the Light Body School of Shamanic Energy Medicine to become um, a certified energy medicine practitioner. And from there, um, I traveled to Peru and went on a shamanic expedition um, and I studied with seven shamans under their wing. They're the um, Quiero people. They're the last of the Inca shamans who exist on this planet in the Andean mountains. And I received my Munaiki rites of passage, which are the nine great rites of initiation of the medicine path and to becoming a shaman. 
Um, and so I actually received, you know, their blessings, their seeds, if you will, to germinate, of course, on my own and become a shaman. And one thing that really stuck out to me in that journey as I was still really wanting to heal myself of two incurable diseases, um, they shared with me that, you know, the person who becomes a shaman in the tribe um, is the person who is um, ill and sick um, and is able to heal themselves through shamanism. And in that moment, I had a very significant realization that my wounds, my illness, my disease was my rite of passage and it was my medicine. And so I was able to cure myself of two incurable, as I was told, diseases um, through shamanism. And I then went from there and I studied another three years um, at a school in Toronto called the Transformational Arts College of Spiritual and Holistic Training and studied over 26 different healing modalities and became a holistic health practitioner and an herbalist and an aromatherapist and all sorts of things. And I just continued to study and practice um, for over 12 years until I really felt like I was ready, if you will, and had the capacity to be able to really, really hold space, like actually hold a healing container that was safe, um, contained, not leaky, and had the proper tools um, to be able to do that. Um, and I knew that I was able to because I had the capacity in, within myself to be able to heal. And once I was able to heal myself, then I could help others, you know, gain the tools within themselves to heal. And so then only then I began to practice um, shamanic energy medicine. You know, I was already a Reiki master and all of those things. I don't even really resonate with the word master because I never really feel like we're a master of anything because the ladder continues and you need the step below to continue on the ladder. So there's not really a sense of mastery. Um, but I did feel at that point that I gained whatever I could and I'm continuing to study and learn always for the rest of my life. But I did re reach a point where I felt like, okay, like I, I feel good and comfortable to be able to provide um, shamanic energy medicine for people. Um, and I practiced and did a lot of case studies. Like I did like over 130 case studies for every single mod modality. And it took me years until I was like, okay, I'm ready. Um, and then the term, the beauty shaman, actually didn't really claim that myself. Um, but I had some articles written about me in LA um, over the years. And one magazine um, called The Fullest, um, they said, uh, LA's beauty shaman. And I was like, ooh, cool. And then another magazine did that. And they were like, ask a beauty shaman. And it was like a three-part series. And then that kind of continued. And then I just decided, you know what? I'm going to claim that and, um, and see how that goes. And um, yeah, it's like I am a, a white girl, like in a way, but we're all indigenous and we're all children of the earth and we're all of the earth and we all are the earth. And um, now I claim the shit out of it and it feels really good. And I feel yeah. in my <laughs> Yeah. Well, that was a super dope answer. I was a little skeptical, honestly. I didn't know, you know, what you were going to say about it, but um, 
Yeah. You're, you're like a fucking true badass at this point. It sounds like, which is dope. Um, awesome. So I'm, I'm interested in sort of your, um, definition or explanation of God. Maybe it'll help if you answer, do you believe in God? I do. Yeah. I, for me, God isn't, it's not like a religious thing. Um, if you will, it's just, you know, great spirit, the, the unnameable one, you know, the one who goes by a thousand names. Um, I feel so guided, so divinely guided, so supported, so carried. Um, I would say above, within and below, literally, like I feel that there's this, you know, creator, this great spirit. Um, and then I also know that I am that within me. And then also like, I feel so carried and held by mama earth, Pachamama, Madre Tierra, you know? So I feel like all of that is God, if you will. Um, yeah, it's, it's a connection to, to the divine. It's connection to creation. Um, to me, it's, it's a, a, I mean, not a feminine energy. It's both feminine and masculine, but to me, it's like this cosmic mother. Um, like I, I said earlier, kind of like this cosmic womb, um, of the universe. And I feel really divinely guided by that, like this maternal energy that I just feel like is wrapping its arms or wings or whatever it might be, you know, around me and cocooning me in that love and support and comfort. Um, and to me that that's what God is, God, goddess, you know, that's what it is to me. What do you call it when you talk about it? Like what's the main go to for you? I would say spirit or great spirit. Mm. Cool. Um, and then what about, what about death? Where do we go? What, what happens? What do we, what do we do? Oh, I love death. Great question. Oh my gosh. Honestly, that's been my greatest teacher. Um, so in shamanism, the way of the Jaguar, my ultimate favorite, um, is the way beyond death. Um, to me, death is, is creation. Like it's darkness and it's tangly and it's, sticky and it's wet and it's shadow and it's all these things you know it's like um where we are birthed from where we are rebirthed where we can birth anything that we want into this existence and so actually i think that most of our healing most of our wisdom um comes from a space of of death like the medicine is in in the death of what no longer serves us so we can sprout that into something beautiful and new, not we, but mama can, you know, um, so many things are, are born from death. So I think that, you know, from what I feel like I know and who knows anything at this point, but you know, it's, I feel like it's what I've seen, you know, um, with my own 
processes with, you know, just with my own natural breath or visionary uh, capabilities and also through like plant medicine journeys and such. Um, death is like super beautiful. It's like this void and these beautiful twinkles of light, you know, within that darkness. And it's what I've seen is literally that we will be birthed like we will come out of like another like cosmic yoni and like like spit out into like another reality and like onto another mission if you will because i've seen spirits in the in between and i've helped them be able to like pass on if you will or like you know continue their mission forward and i haven't necessarily seen exactly where they go but I have seen them in the in-between and it's super peaceful, honestly. Um, it becomes really peaceful and you don't really have a notion of who you are anymore. Like you don't have any of your conditioning, any labels, any of your clothes or cloaks that have made you who you are in this life, in this incarnation, in this existence, in this time, in this timeline but you are still you, like your spirit is still you. Um, it's and kind of hard like to explain, it. right? Yeah, <laughs> like, who knows? But that's kind of how I've seen it, you know? It's like you're, you're birthed, if you will, like into another, I don't know, like, you know, but it doesn't necessarily <laughs> come back to earth again. Like this might be your last life here. This might be your first life here. You might come back and, and rule out some more, you know, karmic residue, if you will. Or you might go to another planet or star system. I mean, I know I've lived on other planets and other star systems, and my true form is actually a fairy. I'm like a cosmic fairy. So this is like really, <laughs> really big in this life. You so, know? <laughs> okay. So you've, you've talked, you've mentioned a lot of like, uh, you know, you, you just said you're a fairy. You talked about the cosmic Yoni. Um, you're talking about visiting spirits and the in-between. What do you say to people who are just like, this chick's crazy? Honestly, I don't receive that. I know that sounds crazy, but I feel like I used to be scared. Well, yeah, I guess I would say like, I used to maybe have like a fear inside of me of like, Oh no. Like if I tell people this, like, you know, cause I used to, when I was little, like I would tell all my friends and my dad was just like, Oh yeah. Like here she goes, you know, like, but he was like super supportive of me. Like he was just like, yeah, she's going to tell you some stuff, you know, <laughs> be prepared. Um, but he never, he never like, diminish that part of me, you know, I feel so grateful for him because he kept me open. Um, you know, and then like, he never told me like, Oh, you know, none of that is real or whatever. Like, I would just be like, I'm building a fairy house for my friends. And he'd be like, cool. Like, do you want to put a cookie in there? It's like, yeah. Yay. You know, like <laughs> fairies like cookies. I don't know. Like I put <laughs> cookies in there. I like cookies, so... Everybody I mean, likes cookies. And you're a fairy, so fairies must like cookies. Okay. Hell yeah. Got it. <laughs> at a point in my life, like, I kind of just, like, threw that out the window, you know? I was just like, fuck all that. Like, I'm just going to be all that I am. And honestly, I feel so beautifully received for it. It's like, and the crazy part about it is that I have clients who, like, literally have never even said, like, the word angel, at, if you will, or 
you know, as an example. And then all of a sudden they'll just start like crying out of nowhere, start like telling me about something. They're like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I've never, I don't, this has never happened to me before. I don't know what I'm talking about. It like, it just comes out, you know, of people just like strangers and literally on a daily basis, I receive the most beautiful reflections. So like, I don't really receive people telling me that I'm crazy. And if they do tell me that I'm crazy, I'm, I think that's awesome. Cool. Oh man, I feel like I want to talk to you forever, <laughs> but we're kind of limited here with time. Um, so thank you so much for sharing, even though it was a little brief. Um, yeah, I really appreciate you giving us your time and energy and insight. Um, where can people find your stuff, your life online? Oh my gosh, I wish you could just come find me where I am right now. Um, <laughs> Where you can find me is um, I have a website and we can put that in the notes too. It's www.gitana.space. Every way to contact me is basically on there. So that's pretty much the easiest way. Yay. Well, thank you, Megan, a.k.a. <laughs> Beauty Shaman, a.k.a. Gitana, or however you say it. I don't have that cool Spanish accent that you have. All right, so that wraps up this episode of Thoughts on God. If you liked what you heard, make sure to subscribe. Follow us on social media at Neverland Tribe, N-V-R-L-N-D Tribe. Feel free to reach out to me if you have any comments or questions. I'll talk to you guys soon.